You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Good afternoon and welcome to Conversations and Meditations. I'm your host, Virgil Ferrix, and today is January 20th, 2019. Welcome, welcome to the show. Okay, first things first, I just want to mention that at the end of this month, uh, actually in eight days, I'm going to be seeing uh, Sam Harris and Eric uh, Weinstein in uh, downtown Detroit. And we're going to be coming back here and giving you a full breakdown of that uh, speech and talk. And that's probably going to be coming somewhere in the beginning of February. So I wanted to give an update on that because obviously some people are probably wondering, but that's that. And okay. So today I would like to uh, first welcome my guest, Sudo, uh, back on the podcast. Thank you, Sudo, for coming back in it. No problem. Thank you for having me, oh, Virgil. Of course, of course. It's always a pleasure having you here and getting to hear your thoughts and your inputs. So I guess today I kind of want to briefly touch upon something that I covered in last show. Uh, so last show I did uh, something known as a past year uh, review, kind of a meditation on 2018 and in that show, you know, I kind of went over the concepts derived by people like Tim Ferriss and Oprah and, and Bill and Melinda Gates and went over the way that they go about doing a past year review instead of a news resolution. So uh, as Tim Ferriss explained, what you would do is get a legal pad, put positive and negative, and then break that down into three other sections the first section would be activities, the second section would be people, and the last section would be commitments. And then you put all the positive people in one end and the negative people in the other end. Same thing with your activities that you do throughout the year and same thing uh, with your commitments. And you go throughout your calendar from last year and view that and go through it and see what was positive and negative, okay? So that's just kind of a basic understanding of where you know where the last show is. So today's show – I kind of wanted to go into why or how I see or how I think we can get better, you know, this new year. Uh, tips, tricks, ideas, but primarily, you know, something I have a problem with, and uh, Sudo's heard me say this, the concept or the saying, new year, new me. And I, I think that, that that phrase for a lot of people can be empowering and it can kind of be, you know, um, freeing in a lot of ways. But in my opinion, I feel like that phrase um, is a bit um, negative. And the reason I think that phrase might be a little bit negative 
is because it doesn't take into effect the the lessons of last year. You know, new year, new me is almost like, you know, I'm washing away my sins of last year or all the faults I had of last year and not taking them into effect and really doing anything about it. Now, obviously, I'm looking in a lot into this. It's a small phrase and I'm, I'm, I'm taking a lot in. So I don't know. What do you think, Sudo? Because uh, I think that might be where I'm going to start off today. But yeah. Okay. Um, so I absolutely love the phrase new year, <laughs> new me. Yeah, yeah. I use it every day mm-hmm. when I wake up. Mm-hmm. You know, I use it in the middle of like January or June or April. Okay. You know, use it all the time. Okay. Um, I kind of get what you're saying too when you say like um, – kind of makes people think of like hey like you know last year didn't matter this is a new start you Mm -hmm. know but i kind of think that can also like you said be empowering though Mm -hmm. because it's kind of like the mistakes that you made last year don't have to follow you into this year yes you know and i don't think that's about like forgetting the mistakes you made but it's about learning from them and growing from them okay okay so i think we have an agreement in in terms of the importance of learning from one's past mistakes throughout the year, but you know, like I mentioned in last in last time's show, uh, last episode, was that you know a lot of the problems throughout the new year in terms of like internal and external problems, I feel like are caused by our by our own hand a lot of the time, and you know aside from tragedy, of course, all the other issues that are happening. Go on. Most of the problems, at least in my life and a lot of the people I know, are self-inflicted problems. So the the reason why I I find the new year, new me to be kind of, um, you know, it could be kind of dangerous. Like I said, in in a way, is it it in that phrase, it can the people who aren't as thoughtful as you and I tend to might might use that phrase in such a way to avoid the the to avoid the ability to reflect and really think about it cuz like to be honest with you there was a lot of times last year where i felt like i completely failed and didn't do a good job right mm-hmm. uh there was a lot of times last in that a lot of times most of the time that was completely my fault a lot of the time you know there was things that were in my way that kind of prevented me from you know succeeding but still a lot of it was my fault so the thing, the thing about the new year, new me mentality, at least if I were to say that towards the, a couple of those things is, and cause what I, what I try to do is I think about what the faults were, right? Mm-hmm. Where did I, how did I make the mistake? What, what went wrong? Where did I go wrong? And then from there, I will do the kind of the positive, negative, you know, flow chart thing and say like, okay, this behavior. Right. Or this attitude that I might have had last year for a period of time. This does not need to be anywhere near me or around me. So it's like I said to you earlier, you know, I feel that, you know, a past year review is the only type of, you know, know, the only type of, you know, quote unquote resolution or New Year's activity or a New Year's ritual. That's what I think of it as it's kind of like a New Year ritual. Because, you know, I think resolutions are a New Year's ritual as well. Because I think as human beings, we need some type of ritual in our life, even if we're not yeah. religious or whatever, or don't, or don't actively practice. So, but I only, I, I would say that a New Year's, uh, a past year review is the only type of ritual that is worth a damn. And it's, it's probably a, a pretty, you know, strong statement, but I feel 
pretty confident standing on that. That's hey, I, you know, I respect that confidence. <laughs> we need more confidence. I guess so. Yes, you yes. So, That's the big thing. Yeah. So, I mean, you have a difference of opinion when it comes to the utility of resolutions, right? Yeah. So, so wh- where would you come from from there? So one, I don't. I think that um, your past year review is like a very good thing, mm-hmm. and like I want to start using that. Okay. And I think like the best thing, at least for me now, now that I'm hearing this, is more like do both a little bit. Okay. Do like the past year review, take like a full like accounting of mm-hmm. your life, mm-hmm. you know, and then figure out like this is where I was, mm-hmm. and then like the resolutions are kind of meant to be like your end goal for the year. You got know? you. And so then, like, you have where you were and what your destination is. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like now you need to start building, like, a map of how you're going to get there. I see. So I think resolutions really are, like, kind of like, yeah, the end goal, basically. So so the the, the resolutions are not necessarily the means, but they are the ends. Yeah. Okay. I see. I see. So then how— because the thing, the thing, the reason I don't like resolutions is I feel like they're too narrow, mm-hmm. and they don't offer you a comprehensive, a comprehensive assessment of your life. So, like I mentioned uh, in last show and today earlier today, um, the idea that you know you would look at the people in your life, the commitments, and the activities. And then decide what's positive and negative, and then do what you can with with, with with the information that you have. So, like for instance. Um, if, if you have a lot of friends and if you have a significant other, and then if you have, you know, family, you know, you have people within those categories or subcategories, you know, that are on your good side, on your bad side, all of the sort. Now, in my opinion, I don't think keeping negative people in your life is, is good at all. I think it's toxic and I think it ends up, you know, destroying parts of your soul and parts of your ambition and motivation in multiple different ways, okay? But I, I don't think a resolution can deal with all of that. I don't see – I don't think a resolution can deal – see, I think a resolution is, is so self-focused in a lot of ways, which I love. I like the idea of being self-focused. <laughs> um, but I think a resolution is so um, narrow. It's narrowly focused where it doesn't allow you to con- you know to confront – Big, big issues and big topics. So, like for instance, I like going to concerts, and I, I went to a few in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have to have a resolution go to more concerts. It's like, well, what made me happy in 2018? Concerts. So go to more. It's a, it's an automatic response. And the thing is, the way I get back to it is go through that flow chart, and you know, kind of look at it and be like, oh, okay, well, I like this last year. I'm gonna do more of it. So, for instance, I mentioned concerts, right? The first week of January, I already bought like four or five tickets to different shows. I remember you were telling me. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I have to do this because I, I had a, such a great time last year that you know I need to do more of this because you know I need to have I need to have a better time in my life. Why not? Why not? You know, if I have the ability, why not go to things that really bring me joy and make me happy? So, but the thing is, I didn't. The thing is, that's really broad, right? Mm-hmm. But I didn't need a narrow focused thing to, because like, what activities do I like? It's a super broad, you know, way of quantifying something, way of measuring something. You know, whoa, I like this, I like that, I like this. So I think like it being so broad allows the flexibility to do multiple things versus versus like a, a resolution 
offers you a very hyper-focused thing. And, I, and you know, to be honest with you, just by talking with you right now, yeah. I can see how a hyper-focused resolution might be necessary and beneficial, but I think it's, like, really dependent on what's going on in your life. I think you're absolutely right about, okay. like, um, the last bit that you said. Like, for each, um, to each their own, you know? Yeah. There's going to be certain stuff that works for me that won't work for you mm-hmm. and vice versa, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think first, like, going back to resolution, mm-hmm. and you said it being self-focused. Like, I think that is the whole point of the resolution is, mm-hmm. like, you make a resolution, like, it's supposed to be, like, something for you that you want to change yeah. in your life. And it yeah. can range from anything to being, like, okay, from now on, my New Year's resolution I'm going to do 10,000 steps a day, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes, and like the resolution, like it narrows focus, it focuses down because yeah. sometimes when you do have too broad of a thing, mm-hmm. people get too confused, you okay. know? Okay. And it's like, oh, well, my New Year's resolution was to get healthy. Yeah. You know? And then it's like, well, I'm too tired to work out or I'm too tired to do this or. Mm-hmm. It creates a lot of room for confusion. But if you're like, okay, I'm going to narrow it down and just do 10,000 steps a day, okay. you know, okay. that gives your brain something more easily to focus on. Gotcha. You know, and gotcha. it's like, okay, that's one thing and that's good. Okay. Okay, interesting. Because I, when, I, when I tend to hyper-focus on stuff like that, you know, especially because getting, getting healthy and losing weight is always an issue for a lot of different people, including myself. But, you know, one thing that I – I tend to not like is a hyper-focused viewpoint on my workout and stuff like that, primarily Mm -hmm. because – so if I have like a hyper-focused like regimen of what I'm going to be doing for the workout, I feel like it becomes so robotic that I don't have any fun doing it, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, even, even even with eating healthy, it's like, oh, I want to, I want to be, I want to lose weight this year, right? That could be a resolution. So, okay, how am I going to go about doing that? Well, I need to do this. I need to eat healthier. I need to do that. I need to do that. For me, it's kind of like, okay, what did I, I could – so, for instance, a past year review look at it compared to like the resolution look at it, I would say, would be like, okay, what didn't I like about myself last year? Okay, I didn't like the amount of times I cheated on my diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why didn't I like that? Because I gained weight, because, you know, it's bad for my health. It could be any assortment of any reason, right? If if that's true, then, like, the answer is self-evident within the, realiza- within, within the realization. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's so no – I think – There's so. no need to – see, once, once the realization is there, your mind knows what to do in a sense. Because, like, I, I feel like the confusion might be there, but I feel like the confusion only enters – when you haven't like fully like unpacked the year and that's, you know, so yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say, so then is your problem with like resolutions then? And is that, um, I figured out my train of thought. No, 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 it's okay. Repeat what you just said a little bit ago. Yeah. So I was saying that, you know, resolutions in a sense have, you know, a, it's hyper-focused and it can allow you to, you know, I don't want to do 10,000 steps and that might be good. But for me personally, doing doing something like that can tend to make it robotic and make me not enjoy it. And another example of that is like eating, right? Eating throughout the year. I, you know, I could have the resolution of like, 
oh, okay, I want to I want to be healthier this year, right? I want to mm-hmm. lose weight. It could be any of those things. How do you go about doing that? Working out, eating better. But in, in the terms of a past year review standpoint, right? When I say, okay, what didn't I like about myself last year? I can look back and say, okay, I didn't like how many times I cheated on my diet. And then from there, I don't even need to think about a resolution. It's already, the answer is already there. What didn't I like about myself? I cheated on my diet. What would make me like myself more? Not cheating on my diet. I think, though, like your past year review is still like in the terms of a resolution. It's just a more broader thing. So, like, okay. what you're like, I feel like what you're doing is um, like you put down, like, for example, if I were to do it, I'd be like, yeah, I didn't like the fact that I didn't work out as much, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I was pretty happy with the way that I ate last year. And so, like, my big thing last year was not working out mm-hmm. enough, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then, like, I feel like, then it's like, what do you do to better it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's when, like, okay, I'll make a resolution yep. to do 10,000 steps. But I feel like what you do is you'll be like, well, I'm going to work out more, you know? And then you leave it at that. And then how you work out is really dependent on how you're feeling that day. Well, not or, only how I'm feeling that day, I think it's like, <clears throat> so, like, I like the, I like to give myself freedom, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I like to be disciplined, right, with myself. I like to be strict with myself, but I don't like to be a tyrant. Yeah. Right? So I realized that, you know, going from not working out um, more than three days a week to now working out like four, adding an extra day, you know, in a matter – for a lot of people, that's not a big deal. And I don't think it's like a huge deal for me right now. But like, you know, at the start, everything was sore. Everything hurt. I needed to get rolled out. All my muscles were tense. You know, you know what I mean? It was bad. So, but now as time has passed on, you know, I, it's not, the thing thing I like about it is I go, I can go to the gym and do a set of different things. So like, for instance, like there's 10 or 15 different cardio things I can do. Mm -hmm. I can pick whatever one I'm feeling in the moment. If I want to go and hit the punching bag and get some stress out too, while, you know, getting a great workout, I can do that. If I want to do the rowing machine and just, you know, listen to a book and do that, I can do that. I don't necessarily have to – there's not a there's not a, like a, a hardwired structure around it. So if we're eating good, right, it's another one. Uh, that, you know, I want to eat better throughout the year. I didn't eat as good last year. That – and the thing is like it's a resolution. I mean in definition, it's a firm decision to do or do not do something. Yeah. So I guess a lot of things fall within <laughs> within that framework. But like the typical like, OK, I'm going to work out – more this year, I'm going to eat better this year, so what I'm going to do. And, like, they go to the gym for two weeks. I'm seeing this right now. Like, at oh, the beginning yeah. of the year, the gym was, like, packed. It was the busiest I've ever seen it. And then, like, you know, now people are starting to fall off. And I think that's the problem with resolutions. Resolutions put a lot of pressure, internal pressure and external pressure on you to be able to do something. And a lot of the time you can do it, but then you psych yourself out or psych yourself in. Yeah, I think also a lot of people lose energy. They go in way too strong. Yeah, I agree. You know, <laughs> they, go, they, they have too much confidence in themselves, and they're like, "Yeah, man, you know, I could totally do this. I could totally do that." And they underestimate whether you know how either how out of shape they were, or they underestimate like how much they might be, you know, how much they actually like certain types of foods and sugar exactly. and all this stuff. And they don't realize like, oh, if I take a break off sugar, I'm going to get massive headaches for a couple of days. Yeah, I think then like what the best thing to do okay. is uh, 
like what I had to do for myself personally. Yes, yes. One of my big resolutions was I want to get this summer bod for 2019, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then I'm like, okay, really, I just want to get a little bit healthier. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of you brought you brought so you you had like high high expectations. Exactly. But then you brought it back down to like reality. Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. brought it back down to reality. Okay, and then I was like, well. I was happy with how I ate last year, not mm-hmm. happy with how I worked out. So that's what needs to be worked on this year. Yeah. And I think then it's like, and then I was like, okay, so my resolution is to get down to 200 pounds there you at go. the end of the year. Yep. Right. And so then I was like, and I also want to start working out, which will help me get to that 200 pounds. Yes. But then it's like, I'm not ready to work out yet. Yeah. I need to start with something small like cardio. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. then I remember I talked to you about pushing a car to work out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, that might not be the best way to start off because exactly. you're just going to shock all your body. Exactly. But, like, but I, then you told me, like, walk three miles a day. And yeah. I started doing yeah, that. Yeah, that might and be I think better. People want to jump into their New Year's resolution and okay. just go bam, like well, hit it hard. People, people want quick results. People want an easy way out. I mean, so the the sad thing about the stuff we we talk about in, on when you're on the show is a lot of what we talk about is you know self love, issues with self love, but also like you know how to make yourself better, you know self improvement, mm-hmm. and something that is kind of a sad reality of, of self-improvement and trying, you know, to, you know, adequately love yourself. It's hard work. Yeah. You know, um, to really do the stuff necessary to make your life as, as, as good as it can possibly be. It's going to require a lot of effort. It's going to require, see, for me, I feel like in order to get what you want in life, right. What you really want in life, what you really need, it's going to require a lot of, you know, I wouldn't say sacrifice because I don't think that's the right word to to say. It takes a lot of dedication. It takes. I would see. Yeah, I would agree. It takes a lot of dedication, but it also takes a lot of honesty. And what I mean by honesty is this: sometimes, when and this happens to everybody, right? And this kind of goes into like the positive, negative aspects of people. Um, sometimes we have friends, we have loved ones, and family members that are in our lives. And we only maintain a relationship with them because either we've known them so long or, you know, I've been with you for so long or, you are you know, I'm, you're my family. I've known you since I was a kid, yeah. you know, and we continue to take this person's, you know, either their BS or their apathy. They don't care about us. We continue to, to continue to have these people in our lives and we tend to settle with this. So in my in my opinion, you know. Trying to get better requires not only just stuff that you need to do for yourself, but like so. But this is also considered doing stuff for yourself. So like getting rid of toxic people from your life, getting rid of people that are dragging you down rather than lifting you up. Mm-hmm. That requires a lot of you know import important you know deliberation on whether or not I should you know because I, I mentioned in the last show if there's a negative person in your life and you really care about them right. And you want to work things out, whether they're family, significant other, uh, you know, uh, friend. I think it's a good idea to sit them down and tell them, you know, what what went wrong last year. And it's a good idea to do it at the beginning of the year rather than doing it at the end or, you know. Yeah. So but at the same time, you have to also realize there's a lot of people in my life or in your lives out there that, you know, are in my life 
they're not necessarily close to me, but they're in it, but they don't really offer anything to me. And I think we have to start, stop, when it comes to people, we have to start thinking of the way like, okay, not necessarily what, what can I offer them? It's like, what could they offer me in terms of, you know, we have, people don't look at it that way a lot of the times with friendship. Mm -hmm. They look at it like, oh, well, I I know I can, I can be this type of friend to you and this, and you think that in your head when you want to be, you know, close to somebody, especially a significant other, like, okay, what can I offer, you know, her into, what can I, what can I offer her that would make her life better versus like, well, what can we offer each other and come together and make things better for both of us? So I think a lot of the time, you know, our, our, our view towards relationships are not very self-focused and a lot of people try so hard to keep up a face, to keep up a act that they are close with one another. Like I, I know friends that, you know, when you see them and they interact, it's like they, they're, they're like, oh, we're buddy buddies. And then in reality, they can't stand each other. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's the fakest stuff in the world. And it gets me – it makes me angry because like I, I don't see people living out their truths. Yeah. And when I don't see people living out their truths, it makes me a little sad internally because like it's sad to see somebody not living out their re- their reality. They're living in this alternate fake reality where like I, I – I'm, I'm – you know, I'm peachy keen with this person. I love this guy or, you know, this gal. And like, it's, it's just not real. And I think, you know, like I said, it comes down to honesty with oneself for people at least. So what do you think about that? Because we've had this talk before yeah. privately and on the show, yeah. I think a little bit. And I don't know. I feel that in order to attain one happiness, you have to learn not to really – I mean you have to learn to understand that your happiness and your your goals in life should be the first concern. But you have to also make sure that those goals and your happiness are not – they're not like – you're not stepping on other people to, to attain those. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Your first priority should be like happiness for yourself. You know? Yeah. But do you, do you also feel like a lot of people don't they, – they believe that but they might not live it. So, for instance, they'll be in a relationship or a friendship or, you know, with with their family member or their friends that is so one-sided. It's so – it's so – not only one-sided. It's so um, – it's, it's, it's almost abusive in a lot of ways. A lot of people live in these types of relationships that are, you know, just soul-draining. Friendships that are just soul-draining. And it's like – why? Why put yourself through this torment? Why not live your truth, let people know how you feel, and step back? And, I, I, and this, I, this I goes to say, everybody. Yeah, I will say this. I feel like sometimes some people are not ready to handle the truth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Can you, you so know, can you could you please uh, elaborate on that? Because that's actually an interesting point. I want to get. I into. feel like sometimes, like if you say something, you can shatter that person's reality. Oh yeah, and uh, oh yeah, that's a lot of drama. Because then you gotta take responsibility. I feel like. Oh no, you don't. Absolutely not. So hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you with this real quick. Look, if you if you if you care about somebody, you can find a way to say something soul crushing in a very, you know, palatable fashion. But what if you have no control? And okay, so then you're not ready to tell the other person <laughs> what you need to tell them, because I think discipline and control of one's emotions 
is essential before even doing a lot of this stuff. Like I'm t- what I'm talking about. Because like what I'm talking about is like actually confronting somebody about you know a wrong they did to you. Mm-hmm. That's 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 a lot of pressure. It's it brings up a lot of anxiety. But the thing is like if you want to be happy, you need to let people know who've not been treating you right. Like you're not been treating me right, and this is what I think about it. And, See, and I they, feel like that's ahead. a very healthy approach because I'm very much of a like just cut them. You know, well, see, the thing is, like, right I used to, I used to be a lot. I mean, back in the day, I used to do that a lot, and I, I, I don't do it as much anymore. I sometimes I, I, ca- I catch myself, you know, doing that, and then I like bring myself back and like, okay, I need to talk to this person. I, I can't just withdraw, and like, because I think it's easy to withdraw for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's like, especially if I'm angry or agitated or annoyed or frustrated. Oh, it's it's withdrawing from people is. Oh, so oh, so easy. I have no problems doing yeah, that. Yeah, like it's, but like I notice like that's not me, right? Because like that's withdraw- me being withdrawn is not my. It's not me. It's not my personality. But being withdrawn is a defense mechanism in a way. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I know. I know when I when I withdraw from a situation, whether it's a relationship with a significant other, whether it's friends, family, and I tend to withdraw from that reality. I realize that I'm just defending myself from the repercussions of facing facing them with whatever's wrong. Okay. But then, like, also, because, like, what if you know, like, what you're going to say to them? Like, they won't change. Like, why even bother? Oh, okay. So, yeah. So that's what I mean. So you have to make the decision whether or not the person is worth talking to. Oh, okay. So, like, if you don't think the person is worth talking, no, no. If you so, yeah. So, and the thing is, like, you have the the thing is, like, this decision cannot be like fed by our biases. (laughs) That's see, it's very important that you know the decision making whether or not you need to talk to somebody is not fed by your anger towards the person, your uh, disdain for the person. It should be fed on whether or not you actually value the relationship aside from the issues. And if 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 that's not true, yeah, I don't see I don't I don't see I don't see nothing wrong with slowly cutting off communication. Okay. Yeah. I the thing is like I don't I don't really I mean the thing yeah, I don't really I mean the thing is I I would appreciate if somebody would tell me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like obviously I can't control people's decisions in life. Yeah. That's way beyond my pay grade and uh, you know, it is what it is, but and the same thing goes for, I think, you know, when it comes down to people, that's it. But same thing for activities. Because th- usually activities are also associated with people. Yeah. And certain yes. people in your life do certain activities. Yeah. And sometimes like, oh, I'm going to go to this activity, but I know that the person that I might not necessarily be in good, you know, relations with is going to be there. And, you know, it might cause – for a lot of people who have social anxiety, you know, it, it could cause, you know uh, – you know, them to get angry at each other. This tends to happen sometimes. True. And even though, like, we overlook this stuff throughout the year, I think it's important to, like, go through the past year review, remember these moments, think about these moments, and then be like, well, is it worth to talk to the person about it? Or is it worth just to, like, you know, not really think, you know? Because for me, a lot of the time, you know, the whole, like, oh, slowly stop talking to somebody thing, I think that's permissible. But for me, at least, I just stop taking the person seriously. Yeah. That's all I do. And, I, and the thing is, like, maybe this is kind of weird or sad in a way. They don't really know. <laughs> they probably will never know. But, like, 
I just don't take them seriously as much anymore. And I won't ask them certain things. I won't go to them for advice. I won't ask them, you know, serious personal questions, primarily yeah. because I just don't take you seriously. Yeah. Well, see, and, and like for and see, me, and for a lot like... of people, that necess- for especially those people, that probably won't hurt them. So you can avoid the quote unquote drama and hurt if it's not necessary. By I think by doing that. Yeah. And see, I think that's where I would come from too. Is that yeah. most of the time it's not necessary to have this talk. Yeah, I agree. I think the talk is only necessary with people that you find essential in your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's so now it. I'll agree with that. That's it. Yeah. And anything more than that, you shouldn't have you shouldn't have to put yourself through that that trauma oh, yeah. and pain. Because I, I yeah, that's a good point. Because I I think it's it's good to be honest with people insofar as you know they're so it's I think it's always good to be honest with people. Right. But I also think it's more important to be to be honest with people specifically if you're going to engage with them a lot. Yeah. And if you're not going to engage with somebody, you don't necessarily need to. There's no need to be honest or dishonest because you're not going to be engaging with them. So that's kind of how that, you know, plays out. So I don't think. Excuse me. Like, for, for instance, for me, if somebody that I stopped taking seriously ended up like asking me, like, so do you think our relationships changed or that our friendships changed? I'll be honest. I'll tell them. Yeah. Or I think I think <laughs> I would. you gotta be like, what do you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They see the thing is if you're asking that question, you already know what the answer exactly. is. Exactly. And that's and that's and that's kind of the thing. So <laughs> but activities, right? Throughout the year, you know, we want to do certain things and create environments so again, concerts like I mentioned, going to speeches and talks, like I mentioned, I'm going to that uh Sam Harris talk in the end of this month. These are things that last year I did a little bit of this stuff and it brought me a lot of joy. Mm-hmm. And the people that were there also were really cool and I got to meet a lot of new people and make some friends. Nice. So and through the concerts, through these talks. So the cool thing is all this kind of feeds into it, it, to, it into it together. You mm-hmm. know, by 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 going to positive, you know, activities, yeah. you, it will, find you find people more like more more like-minded, more positive. You know, because those things bring you joy and they find joy in the same things and you have a connecting, you know, connecting tissue there versus, you know, a lot of scenarios and situations where people feel like there's they're in constant competition with one another. Because mm-hmm. you see this with couples, you see this with friends where they're just in constant competition, whether it's in winning arguments, whether it's in nitpicking whether it's in you know actual competition of sports or basically anything and everything yeah right i mean that's kind of how how it works sometimes and i feel like competitive relationships sometimes can work out and sometimes can be good so i feel like we all need to have our arch nemesis in a way yeah because they're the ones (laughs) that make you kind of like they give you that little extra push to do a little better i agree i agree and you know i think it's always important to and you know, I think it's important. Some people would be like, "Oh, don't be judgmental." No, I think it's important to have standards and live by standards, and then you know, look yeah. at people accordingly, and you know, compare them to the standards you have for yourself, and look at those and say, "Well, are they, they're really above those standards." Damn, maybe I need to put up my standards, mm-hmm. or maybe it's like, "Wow, they're really below it." Maybe I shouldn't engage because, <laughs> like, to me, you know, through everything I've been through in my life and everything I've kind of you know thought about and done. I I have a pretty good idea that I'm a pretty good person, right? And 
what I know is that I I flourish around other good people. When I'm around bad people, I either tend to resort to behavior that you know isn't necessarily good, or I tend to be um, combative with those bad people in a sense. So, you know, trying to be a good person, trying to be moral, trying to be uh, trying to look out for your self interest. A lot of these things don't really people don't really focus on this stuff, right? I would say people focus on it very like superficially, but like for you yourself, when you need to make something right, whether it's in a relationship, a friendship, whether it's with yourself, do you go to the automatic critique like of the situation or do you go to like solutions first or do you like to do, you know, go one to the other? Um, I think it definitely depends. Okay. I think usually most of the time I definitely do jump to the solution. Okay. Which may be usually me apologizing. Okay. You know? Okay. But um sometimes though I also go to critiquing too. Mm, okay. And like I think of every possible reason, you know. Okay. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So when it comes to you know, finding finding the the happiness in your life. Do you think a lot of finding that happiness is dependent on other people or do you think it's mostly within you? Um, I think it's mostly within me. Okay. But I think what also makes me really happy is being around other people. Okay. okay. And I've like, I've had to be like, who am I hanging out with? Like, you know, are these like people that make me want to do better? You know? Mm-hmm. Like a couple people um, at my job that I work at. Yes. You know, there are people I really, like, kind of look up to, admire. Yes. yes. And those are the people that, like, I'm kind of aiming to be in mm. those standards, you know? Yes, yes. So you so you find you find a model, a role model, in a sense, of, some, of, of a person that has traits and abilities that you admire, and yeah. then you try to emulate those. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. good. I like that. I, I may not emulate them as much as, like, I should— but you try. You, yeah. you you're, that's a, that's a goal. Exactly. Right? That's a, that's a goal point where you're trying to reach. Okay. Now, do you find that? See, because for me, the good the, the people that are doing really good, really, uh, they're a great like barometer. I go, oh, that's where I need to point towards. But the people that are doing bad, they are even stronger of a barometer to me. Oh, the like. <laughs> <laughs> You, I don't know if you know what I mean. I think you might have an idea. I try to explain it to Okay. Me. So, you know, like you said, you, you work with somebody and their positive traits and their abilities and their drive, their motivation is something that you are trying to strive to. It might not be perfect, but you're trying to. Mm-hmm. I agree. That's very motivating and gets me going. But what also gets me going and motivates me is seeing people the exact opposite. Really? Oh, Yeah. Because you know what it really does to me? It kind of scares me. Like, that can be me. So, like, for instance, a big thing on the show and in my life, I really appreciate and I really love being able to have a chance to talk to people and for it not to get competitive, number one. And number two, for it not to get to the point where we're starting to insult each other mm-hmm. or make assumptions about each other, mm-hmm. right? But the moment I see somebody doing that, I get a, I smile a little bit inside for a few reasons. Number one, it's like I'm doing – what I'm doing right now is right. What I'm doing right now is right. Keep doing this. 
So it's a it's a reaff- it's reaffirmation of I'm handling this situation as best as I possibly can without, you know, being a dick. It's because you're not basic. Well, you know, <laughs> I, a little, I guess. Maybe that might be it. It might be because I'm really complex and complicated, but that's, that's not necessarily good either. So I maybe, but I, to me, like watching watching people have like errors, like big errors like that, and, you know, watching people – so, like, another thing is I, you know, watching somebody um, – watching somebody tell you something and then you hang out with them and what they do is completely opposite to what they're saying. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I'll tell you why I love it. I'm, I'm in the same boat with you. You see what I mean? Because, like, to me, I don't love it because I, I like watching people fail. <laughs> it has nothing to do with that. I love it because it's an internal reminder of like, wow, I don't want to be like that ever. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's a, it's a really good motivator to like, wow, okay, what do I need to do to not become that? Mm-hmm. And I just look there and I'm like, okay, great. And again, this might be a little judgmental, but I I do think that we need to start being a little bit more. Not wouldn't say judgmental, but a little bit more concerned with the quality of people we're, we we surround ourselves with. Yeah, I think I think you're right in the sense that I think um, you got to word it a little differently because it could go. When I, okay, so when I say quality of people that we're associating with, what do I really mean by that? Because you're right. Just on its own, that can be taken out of exactly, context and yeah. sound really bad. <laughs> what do I mean by that? People that are trying to become better people. People that are working hard to strive to be the best version of themselves. People that are ambitious and motivated and are guided by, you know, their values and guided by virtue. Yeah. So that's what I, I, that's what that. I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what I mean. For everybody out there, it's exactly what I mean. And I think those are the only people that I should be associating with primarily because, at least in terms of friends and relationships and significant others, Family, primarily because those people will push me to be better. Yeah. Right. And the thing is, like, I don't, I don't see. And I said, like, oh, I love watching people do the wrong thing. I'm not saying I love being around those people. What I do love, though, is the, the reminder that people give me sometimes. People yeah. will do a certain thing or say a certain thing in such a way and fashion that reminds you, like, wow, I, I never, I don't want to ever sound like that. See, and for me, it would be like, wow. Thank God I'm not a D bag. <laughs> mm. Well, yeah, you know, it's kind of it's kind of the same thing. But like, I guess you know, for me, it's it's all about you know, um, it's all about civility, being civil with one another, especially for friends and relationships. Um, it's about being, you know, because like I have a, I have quite a few friends and. I can maybe name two that like agree with me on a lot of things, like most of things, maybe two, maybe two. And like, it's fine with me because I like to have a very diverse, you know, set of opinions and beliefs and ideas for my friends. I don't want everybody to think the same thing as me, but you know, it does sometimes produce situations and environments that could you know, get that aren't like a safe place. Well, you know, the thing is, I don't want it to be a safe place, right? I, I mean, safe place is nice in a sense, but like, not necessarily a safe place, but it can offer environments 
to where people feel like they need to compete mm-hmm. over over whether it's a topic or whether it's this. Like, um, for instance, I believe certain thing about economics. A person believes a different thing about economics. Therefore, when we discuss something between us or between our friend group, it has to be a show. It can't just be a conversation. Yeah, no, this, yes, in our friend group. <laughs> uh, maybe for the listeners that don't know, our friend group were very, very, very competitive, very, a lot of very intellectual people. Yeah. But everybody's very smart people. Very, very competitive. Very, very competitive. And I feel like in the friend group, of our friend group, that's true. But also I see that in just in, in, in broad strokes around, you know, other friend groups and other people that I know. People are so married to the stuff that makes them comfortable. Mm-hmm. And this kind of gets into this whole concept of this episode. The reason why, you know, I feel like the new year, new me thing can be good is because it doesn't, you know, it, it's it's focusing on trying to be a, a new you, a better you, perhaps. Yeah, that's I like, how I always say. And I like that. I really do like that. But I, I also think it can, it can put you in a place where you. So, for instance, if I'm necessarily not a good person, am I a bad person? New year, new me. It's it's very freeing. Yeah, I mean, like, if you, like, murdered somebody. <laughs> well, no, year, I, you yeah, know? that's rough. <laughs> like, and then you're like, new year, new me. I would hope that would involve not murdering more people. Good, yeah. Then I'd and be turning like, yourself in, of course. Yeah, yeah, and turning yourself in, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I would I would agree with you on that. But, like, so when I say bad person, so, like I said, sometimes it can make you not think about your actions. So, for instance, if you are somebody that likes to steal and cheat when it comes to your business partners, you know, if you have a mentality of something that kind of washes away the sins of last year, it doesn't necessarily, you don't necessarily learn from your actions. But again, maybe, maybe it can offer you that, that thing. But most people who are in that mind frame already are not looking to change. Exactly. And see, yeah. that's what I'm trying to get at. They would never use this phrase. Well, I don't think so. And that's seriously, at least. And I think, you know, most people, and this comes down to resolutions and to the past year view, most people avoid a past year review and most people fail on their resolutions because they're really comfortable with who they are. Even though they, even though they kind of loathe and don't like who they are, they're comfortable. And the, the fact that a lot of people are just comfortable with mediocrity yeah. and comfortable with, you know, patheticness in a lot of ways and not, not reaching their full goals and their full abilities. The fact that a lot of people are just comfortable staying there. And, you know, not trying to, not trying to be, you know, uh, close with the people you want to be close with, you know, staying in situations that are not good for you and are just, you know, sucking away your, your life force. These things all speak to me of somebody that doesn't have a good foundation for self love to kind of tie everything together. Because if, if you are not looking out for yourself and not looking out for the new year and are continuing time and time and time again, to put yourself in scenarios that don't necessarily make you feel good about yourself, what what needs to be done is you need to reevaluate. I think your 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 overall love with love within yourself and you caring about yourself. Because I can tell you right now, the people that are comfortable, oh, I'm comfortable uh, working at this job, even though you know they mistreat me and don't treat me right, but I'm still comfortable. They pay, you know, I'm comfy. I don't mm-hmm. I don't got to worry. I don't got I don't got to take a risk. 
And the same thing for people in relationships they don't need to be in or don't want to be in. I'm comfortable. I don't want to take the risk. I don't want people, you know, to feel a certain way. Same thing for friendships. Like, oh, you know, we've been friends since, you know, grade school. I'm comfortable even though, you know, he steals from me and <laughs> he, he he cusses me out occasionally and treats me wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fine. I'm comfortable. The thing is like people being comfortable is the beginning of me, uh, beginning of acceptance of mediocrity as a full-time thing. Yeah. And I also think one other thing too is people are scared. They're scared of like what the what this new like reality will bring, you know, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, and so, I agree. And that's definitely one thing I've been asking myself is like am I not like doing this because I'm scared of the outcome. Mm. And then I go ahead and do it if it turns out I am scared. So of you the kind outcome. of see if you're trying to defend yourself from Exactly. Okay, so yeah, you're that's good because I feel like if we can pinpoint our defense mechanisms accurately and then act against them when mm. they're trying to like quote unquote protect us from change. Yeah. Then like cuz like change, you know, as Rafiki said in the Lion King, change is good. You know, (laughs) I honestly believe change is good in a lot of ways. And, you know, regardless, we're very resilient creature, human beings, even though we might be we can't fight a lion or whatever. (laughs) Mentally, I feel like we're very resilient and can deal with a lot of stuff. And I think people who are afraid to make the change in their lives, people who are afraid to take the next step, whether it's getting that job, you know, fighting for that job you want to fight for. Right. And leaving the comfortable one you're currently at or whether it's, you know, you know, saying goodbye to your friend group that doesn't treat you right and trying to find new friends or whether it's leaving a significant other that doesn't treat you right and doesn't love you adequately and finding somebody else who might do you know, be better. All these things, you know, are you really a, they're really at the end of the day, they, they the choice belongs to us, whether to make yeah. the jump or not. And at the end of the day, I think it ultimately scares people not only because of the change. I think it's also scares people because it's a reminder of how much control they have over their lives. Because yes. like you don't realize how much control you have until you start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And like, okay, this is my life. I have a bad relationship. I have my friends suck and you know my job is this and that. I was like, well, what's stopping you from getting the things that you want in life? And if the answer is you know, not in you know external – like, oh, I got a kid and this and that. Okay, I understand. Completely understandable. But if the answer is, well, I am, I am doing this to prevent myself from doing that. I am stopping myself here from, you know, to do this. The answer is you. You're the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you need to change. And I don't know. I find that a New Year's resolution, like, you know, stuff like you talked about, a past year review, what it does for a lot of people a lot of the time, and that's why they don't stick with this stuff, and they don't that's why they don't spend a lot of time on it, you know, if they if they would do a past year review, they probably won't spend that much time on it because it offers a lot of chance to see the internal flaws within yourself. Mm-hmm. And when yeah. people tend to do that, they tend to get anxious and step away from it and then kind of like not go back to it. Thus, like people are disappointed year after year after year after year, whether it's in weight loss, whether it's in finding your love of your life, whether it's, it could be anything, right? So what do you think, in your opinion, can get us get us past the fear point, get us past us being afraid? Because I, I put a pretty good – I feel like a pretty good case of why people might be afraid of change, why people might not want to do this stuff. But what do you think, in your estimation, would be the solution to getting over that fear to make the change? Because as I've known you for many, many years, you've been making changes in your life 
you know, significant changes over the last, you know, five, six years. And I think every single one of those changes have been for the better of yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, watching that growth and, you know, the same for you, for me, watching that growth has been very rewarding. And like, so what have, you know, and, and I see the work you're doing and the work you're doing isn't necessarily work that's like super duper yeah. fast, but it's work that is building your character piece by piece to a point where you're super comfortable and super happy with yourself. So what what do you do to get to that level or what are you doing currently to get yourself to the next level? How do you how do you do it? Um so I like I said, first I if I have like a hard time deciding to do something, mm-hmm. I'm asking myself like what's giving me this hard time? Yeah. You know. So like for example, I'm actually going to do it right now. Okay. So, and by telling this story. Yes, yes, yes. So, like, um, I told some of um, some employees at one of my jobs one day Mm -hmm. that I was gay. Yes. And so, and I was scared. And I was like, why am I scared to tell them that I'm gay? Yeah. You know? And I was like, because I'm going to, I'm scared that they won't like me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, if I'm scared that they won't like me anymore, then, like, I'm a good person Mm -hmm. and that's on them. Yeah, and you kind of sometimes have to logically put yourself through it. Yeah, so you so you kind of like before you put yourself through it physically, you do it mentally first, and kind of like go through the scenario and then yeah. kind of see. And you know, to that point, if somebody wouldn't would treat you a different way <coughs> because you know you're gay or whatever, then they never need to be in your life at the first. Exactly, place. The, a- the answer is already within it. Exactly. And that's and that's kind of what I like about, you know, reviewing the people and the responsibilities and the actions in our life. It allows us the chance to full self-actualization. You know, you being able to do that shows me how much growth you've had over the last, you know, five, since, I've, since I've known you. Shows you how much growth you've had. Mm-hmm. But, like, what's really beautiful about it is you are, you are now integrating yourself fully. Yeah, yeah. And, like... I can't imagine how rewarding that is to be able to live your truth and to tell other people your truth and especially the people you care about and the people you want to feel close to you. You want to Mm -hmm. share things about your life, share things about yourself. So I think, number one, very courageous. Thank you. Of course. Number two, it's risky. Yeah. Like you said, it's risky. It's scary. It's scary. But I think, like you're saying, like, I think it has to be. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, in order in order for us to get better, we have to make the risks necessary to make, you know, things better in life. And that's going to cause is going to be done through change. Sometimes the change is perfect. Sometimes it isn't. But no. ultimately, you know, we do we do these things and we go through our resolutions. We go through the past year reviews in order to make ourselves better. Now, I'm going to give you the last word and then I'm going to send us out. OK. And one also thing that I wanted to add to the whole, like, how to get over the fear is sometimes you literally just have to jump in and do it. Okay. And don't give yourself, like, the second thought okay. of backing out. Okay. And the more times that you do it, yes. the more that it gets easier. Okay. Wow. Well, thank you so much, Suda, for coming today and sharing all your beautiful techniques and ideas of how to become a more self-actualized, better person. I want to thank you guys out there, the listeners, for listening to us today. Um, I'll be back to you in the next couple of weeks. Thank you very much. See you later. Mm-hmm.